Megan Fun of Sports is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Everybody and welcome on into this week's edition of Megan Fun of Sports. I am Megan Connolly, joined as always by Megan Gailey. But everybody, it is a different Megan Gailey that we are speaking to this week. We are talking to a legendary loser to be, well, you know, she could have been a legendary loser, but she had to pick up one win in the extra points contest, and now she's just a regular old loser. What's going on, Megan? You know, it, honestly, I, 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 you guys make fun of me when I'm like, I feel bad for this person, and, and I blame it on motherhood softening me. I think what it might really be is that when I'm a loser, when I'm messing so many things up, I want that sympathy to be able to come back to me tenfold. So it's actually really a selfish practice to feel bad for people because I know that I'm going to need it too. And here I am, needing it. For those of you who have not kept up with us on social media, we do an extra points pick them every week where we bet against the spread. And Megan last week had zero wins and Mm -hmm. then was told that she would get a bonus if she Mm -hmm. did not win a single game throughout the playoffs. Unfortunately, she picked the 49ers and the 49ers covered. I was all excited about your bonus. We're going to get lava lamps. We're going to do the whole thing. I was ready to spend your bonus for the sake of our show. I was trying to win. Even when I found out I was I was getting the bonus, that's what almost makes it worse, is that I, and I came so close, I, I went one and three this week, but I was like, no, I'm not going to try and lose. I'm going to try and win. And we wound up one and nine. <laughs> and, you know, from the, from the jump, I've been saying, I just want to be a fired NFL coach. It seems like the greatest windfall of cash to go, oh, I, I'm a loser and now I get $5 million for the next three years. And so I'm sort of with that record, I'm inching close to that. Like you are, I mean, we're having closed door meetings. Ownership is discussing your future. So you're, you're getting closer and closer to that. Well, let's kick things off today on Megan Fun of Sports, the way we always kick things off here. Um, shall we start with our morons of the week? Absolutely. And you know, I had a, a different moron and then I was like, gosh, I don't know if we talk about this Hall of Fame moron enough, and that is Skip Bayless. Mm. Now, really, really brutal couple of weeks. Obviously had some uh, insensitive tweets during the DeMar Hamlin incident and being like, they should play. And it was every and 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 the thing about Skip is he is trolling us. Like he we don't really know what his actual beliefs are because he has made an entire career and living off of being a contrarian psychopath. But then he t- he tweets this video of him putting his cowboys jersey in the trash. The kitchen was so ugly. Like and I I responded to it and I said, is this the kitchen from Problem Child 2? <laughs> like the the color palette, the backsplash, it's so if if house hunters went in there and saw it, they go rip it all out. And so I don't know if that's Skip's kitchen, if Skip has been kicked out of his house because he's so annoying and he's in some disgusting Airbnb. He clearly put the Cowboys jersey in the trash and then when the camera went off immediately got it out and he's over 70 years old and it's like at what at what end skip don't you want to retire at some point and have like one friend left but his brother great salsa I like it 
I like it a lot. Um, my moron of the week, this is where we're going to have a bit of controversy here on Megan Fun of Sports because you are on, in my opinion, the wrong side of history. Uh-huh. My moron of the week is Shannon Sharp for what we saw take place on Friday night in the Memphis Grizzlies game. Um, there was a fight that broke out. He was chirping. T, our king, T Morant got involved in it. He's uh-huh. chirping at Steven Adams. And I just think this is absolutely ridiculous behavior for anybody, especially someone the level of Shannon Sharp. And I know you were on Shannon Sharp's side. And I would just like to point out that a few years ago, LeBron James had fans at the Pacers game kicked off of their courtside seats, kicked yeah. out of the arena for chirping this way. It may as have been should, your father. As, as it may they, have they been your father. So they, why no, is it okay now that Shannon Sharp, who is a public figure, who is <laughs> yeah. a person who is known to behave in this manner and face no consequences? I think it is absolutely ridiculous, and he is my moron of the week. So I think it was all in fun, too. Like, I, I think at, at him and T were like, they're two old school guys. They were like laughing and having fun afterwards. So I, I think some of it was a little reality TV drummed up. But I feel like Dylan Brooks stepped to Shannon. And it's like, Shannon's not my dad. Shannon is a Hall of Fame NFL player who loves LeBron, rides so hard for LeBron. I went to a game two weeks ago. Shannon was there. Um, he really, I mean, he had his cardigan on. <laughs> The fashion of Shannon's cardigan. The, and he then, should be a moron for that alone, just as fashion. I actually thought, so blue is my favorite color. Okay. I think it looked super cozy. And here, there's this thing in LA where it's like, it's it's not super cold, but it's cold enough that you need a jacket. But then what do you do when you with your jacket once you get in and you're sitting courtside? You're just going to like have it laying in popcorn and beer. Shannon's not going to go down like that. So he said, give no. me an oversized cardigan and then I'll be a cozy. Jacket. Co- yeah, cozy outside and then inside chic, fashionable. But then the I'm surprised that your morn of the week is not Dylan Brooks for his post-game outfit. When he was being interviewed in that black tank top, jeans, and like a brown belt, I gasped. And I'm from Indiana, so it's like my fashion is low. And his was, I mean, it looked like they had scrounged up lost and found clothes for him and gone, go do an interview in this. Shannon, um, you're the moron. I just think, keep your mouth shut. Thank you. Thank oh, you wow. very much. Okay. Stop trying to make it about yourself. Let's make it, you're there to support LeBron. He loves you know, LeBron. LeBron doesn't have that much time left, although he is very invincible. So maybe <laughs> oh he gosh. has more time left than we really think he does. So yeah, let I him have got- his moment. Stop trying to steal the spotlight. It's ridiculous. I Eddie, think, do you have a moron? I week? think LeBron has seven years left. I just okay. like to be on record saying that. I do have a moron, and uh, I don't want to take away from the fun weekend of NFL playoff football, but the owners are potentially up to something which uh, really is going to upset a lot of fans, especially those who still like going to games. But I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but the, you know, obviously with the the whole Bills-Bengals game being stopped because of the DeMar Hamlet situation, yeah. there was the talk of a neutral site uh, AFC title game. But the league now goes, hmm, that's a good idea. Maybe we should do that anyway for both the AFC and NFC title game. Now, now, now to give them to give the reason as to why the NFL thinks is a good idea. Number one, um, easier to sell the naming rights. They can name these bowl, these like a, almost like a college bowl game, a AFC mm-hmm. title game. 
and a title game will have a name to it. Then you have the control of the tickets. So like the suites and all those tickets, we go sold the sponsors and stuff instead of the fans. And, and then, then you'd then, have like a revenue split, right? So yeah. like it would be shared between amongst the 32 owners. Right. And then the other reason is like, well, and we've seen this trend with the new stadiums, um, you know, Detroit and, and Minnesota and a few others cities that would normally never get a Super Bowl besides when they build a brand new stadium. Now it's their chance to say, hey, we're going to put the AFC or NFC title game in your building. Building so your fans could quasi experience what it's like um, for the Super Bowl like weekend experience. So Hate I I think it. this is such a bad idea. Um, you have fans, you know, imagine being a Chiefs fan who has season tickets. You've waited your entire life. You've been to five straight title games, and then now they're going to take that away from you. I think that it's so NFL now is just so pricey to begin with, and it's driving into this corporate model that people now are like, I'm just going to sit home with my 4K TV and my you know, air conditioning or my heat with my own snacks, not paying 20 bucks for a beer. Um, and this is just becoming, it's just meant for rich people who really don't care about the sport and driving away the passionate, the, the blue collar fan. Um, we've seen a lot of weird instances in SoFi for us, Megan. We're in LA, one parking lot to tailgate at, did not allow tailgating for the college championship um, a couple weeks ago. It's just, you know, things are not going well in terms of uh, the average fan being able to access uh, a game. And um, this looks like another step forward where it's just going to be about the rich people and uh, no more home field advantage for title games, which I think is a travesty. Thank I you, agree Eddie. with you completely. That wow. Is, and one of the things, like, obviously Buffalo did not win, but just even seeing the scene in Buffalo, right? We yes. have the snow falling. We have these crazy Bills fans with all of their hats and, and everything on the them. Diving through the tables obviously and the gone Bills through the tables. mafia. Yeah, and like going into the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Like you have to prepare for that as an opponent. And if we have these at neutral sites, it takes away um, some of that special element that is great it's- about having the AFC or NFC championship. I'm glad that we're all in agreement. I going to an AFC Championship game. It's having been to two Super Bowls and it, it was it's ten times more exciting and the energy and it's just so much more fun. And then the Super Bowls end up being a convention, and mm-hmm. it's like people don't even necessarily like. I sat next to a bunch of Canadian businessmen at a Super Bowl. Like they didn't they don't have any skin in the game. Um, Eddie, thank you for bringing this up. I I saw it and was like, ugh, not everything needs to be a money grab. Not everything, okay? Yeah, let us have Um, something, please. Megan, give us your mensch of the week. So usually we stick to sports for the most part on this podcast, but I really just had to give a shout out to my girl, Miley. I love Miley Cyrus. Miley and I have been together since the beginning of time when she was since Hannah, Hannah Montana. Montana. Wow. Yes. Hannah Montana and, okay. you know, she has evolved quite a bit. Um, we've seen many different forms of Miley. And for a while, I, I didn't know if I was in on her and I am definitely in on her. I love Miley. Um, She's a different type of celebrity, you know, like she's a different type of hot. I, I love Blake Lively, but I also love Miley, and they're they're both beautiful. They're both hot in their own way. Certainly different aisles of the grocery store um, that they are kept in, but Miley came out with a new song mm-hmm. and a new music video, and I love this because she was very 
calculated with the music video. And I love when stars try to bring back music videos. It used to be a big thing. You know, we had MTV and all of those things. And, and now music videos don't get the love that they deserve, except when a star goes out of their way to make the music video much see. Must, to make the music video Words must see and um, Miley did exactly that she rented the house that Liam Hensworth rented out to cheat on her with and she filmed the music video at this house and in one point of the music video she wore the exact outfit that she wore to an award show when Liam Hemsworth asked her what is wrong with you why are you behaving this way so she wore that outfit and then the woman that um, he allegedly may have cheated on her with um, she wore a very similar dress that um, the woman wore to the um Award show as well. Um, I love everything about this. I love Miley. She is an absolute queen. And not only that, but the song is a banger. I've been listening to it nonstop. So, uh, Miley, you are my mensch of the week. I love you, sister. And, um, you know, keep doing you. Honestly, if you're a man and you cheat on Miley Cyrus, what the hell is wrong with you? These men are. I I have not seen... Miley's music video, but I have seen Diane Keaton's version of the music video where she is dancing to Miley's song in sort of her garden. And I got to give that a 10 out of a 10 too. Um, Okay. My mensch of the week is American men's tennis. Is it back? This is so thrilling. American men have three players into the Australian Open quarterfinals for the first time in 20 years since the Agassiz Sampras days. These men's names, I didn't even know them. You're thinking, is it my beloved Tiafo? He went out a little bit earlier, had a great showing. The men overall have done really well. The, the men in question, though, are Tommy Paul, Ben Shelton, and Sebastian Corda. Kudos to them. And then an honorable mention to Stefanos Sissipas. I I'm pronouncing it as best I as like, I can. I like that you gave it a try. That was good. Um, who won his quarterfinal match to advance to the semi semis and then in, gave an invitation to Australian actress Margot Robbie mm. um, to come. And it was like a really cute, sweet moment. But I'm also watching Breakpoint on Netflix and, and it's really... Yeah, it's like kind of riveting, if anything. So yeah. kudos to the American men's tennis. We are like constantly down on them. So I'm bravo, bravo, bravo. Um, I don't know if tennis is back, but I know you love tennis, so I will. Um, I'll let I'll let you go with it. Thank so, you. I know you're 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 a tennis gal, and usually Eddie provides some hockey commentary. Eddie, do you have a um, a mensch this week? I do. And normally I, I would say this and then you think that sounds kind of moronic. It should be the more in a week, but I'll give you my reason why he gets my mensch. And that's going to be uh, Arch Manning. I don't know if you guys saw this, but lost his uh, student ID card from the University of Texas, not once, but twice. And the reason why he's my mensch, not my moron, is because this guy has been I mean, he's a five star quarterback going to be you know playing football for texas most likely the nfl obviously following the footsteps of uh peyton and eli there and then uh, obviously archie manning and for him to lose his id card twice makes me think no he's not a more he's a he's a man he's a good guy because he's showing he's just like us he's not mm-hmm. superhuman he lost a plus reversely if he does not get those id cards back and just gets a brand new copy 
he just gave two people the memorabilia of a lifetime. You, you're you're going to have his student ID card when he's an NFL Hall of Famer and think like, like this, Ugh. this buffoon just dropped it out of his pocket going to, you know, uh, economics 101 or something like that. So uh, looks like Arch Manning's having a time of his life down in Austin. And I salute you for making me feel uh, not so sad about myself. It is January 24th. So yeah. he started school, what, like, I don't know, maybe January 5th, 6th, 7th, something like that, and he's already lost it twice. It's got to make, like, the Texas coaches go, who we may have some trouble with him securing the football. It does like, make me feel a little bit better because um, I lost two credit cards this week on a work trip, and this is the fourth time now that I've had to replace this credit card. Wow, Megan. You are, you're the arch manning of credit cards. Um, my husband's like, which one? I'm like, you know which one. And then he just shakes his head and goes, oh, Megan. He doesn't even lecture me anymore because he just knows. But no one has used it. I haven't been scammed or anything. I just keep leaving them in rental cars. CJ had to get those. I think they're like, they're these little tags that you put on stuff so you can find them. Like, I don't know what they are. I need that. And, Please, and a listener, give it to well, me. So he bought new ones. And I'm like, what happened to the other ones? And he goes, I can't find them. <laughs> I've looked a week. I'm like, this is bad. Well, I'm okay. just like him when I like when I lose it. I'm like, it's not gone yet because I know it's somewhere in my stuff, and I right. keep tracking to see if someone has used the credit card, and they have not. So I'm like, until someone yeah, uses I have it, it. it's somewhere. <laughs> it's with me. Yeah. Um, okay. So our pick'em winner uh, this past week was Zach Duncan with seven. Right. Obviously, did better than me. And prop quiz winner Ryan McLaughlin with six. Right. Megan, I believe last I checked, we were in third place in the extra points fantasy postseason. We were in second to last place. So we're, we're having a come up. I do think that Joe Burrow selection by you has ended up being crucial. And, and with Travis that little, Kelsey. Of course. But who's not going to pick Kelsey? Um, with that little teaser, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll get back and dive right into the NFL. Have you been betting with the Caesar Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, keep it up because every bet earns with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and so much more. And if not, well, when you get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code OMAHAFULL. That's O-M-A-H-A-F-U-L-L. And place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. But if you don't, you'll get your stake right back as a free bet. Must be 21 plus. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit $1,250 must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 
1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, we are back. What a weekend watching these NFL football playoff games. I felt like this was really like the peak, right? So next week we only have two games. Mm -hmm. And that's when it starts to settle in that football season's almost over. And that's when you get really sad. Um, I think this was really the peak. It wasn't overload. It was just enough. And before we really dive into the X's and O's of the game, I just wanted to address um, some of my big takeaways from watching football all weekend. And the number one takeaway for me is the commercials for Farmer Wants a Wife. I am a thousand percent watching this show. At first I was on the fence, but after I saw the commercial for, I don't know, the sixth or seventh time, I said, I'm fully in. Fully into Farmer Wants a Wife. Okay. You know I love reality, so I will give it a try. I don't know if MILF Manor was... Um, advertised, but that Farmer Wants a Wife and Milf Manor, you know, they feel cut from the same cloth. So it's a it's a big time in reality TV. My what two your- favorite commercials are Farmer Wants a Wife and the BK one. And I know uh-huh. both of them are coming, obviously, because the jingle. And I slowly hear, I like the build in Farmer Wants a Wife. It's like, West Virginia. <laughs> and then I run to the TV and I go to yeah. watch the rest of the commercial. I think this is an absurd concept that this mm-hmm. is actually even happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, but farmers only, we do hear, uh, people still do jokes about it. I don't know if people are really meeting spouses on there. Um, and then you also, we're, we've been getting little teasers about what I, I think is set up to be an absolute banger of a Super Bowl halftime show, Rihanna. We've all been just craving Rihanna music and, and, and she's, kind of elusive where like she'll be in the spotlight and then be out of it and like uh, the pregnancy all the fashion around it was so incredible we've gotten little teasers of her baby and the promos for the halftime show have started coming out I think she looks so incredible um yeah she's just so cool that I cannot wait to see what she's gonna do and I hope the weekend is sitting at home like oh man I guess that's what you do. <laughs> she's so cool that she's the only person who can pull off the Cindy Lou Who hairdo and cool. still look like a bad. 
Yeah, it's so fashionable. I it's mean, like, uh, it wouldn't to totally know? surprise me if her whole set was like Whoville, right? We have like the Grinch that comes out. I mean, sick. her hair literally looks like Cindy Lou who yeah. grew up and became cool and suddenly is a bad like Rihanna. Yeah. Okay, now into the X's and O's. Um, the, An- the NFC Championship game is set. It's going to be Eagles 49ers. Now, Eddie... We were all on watch for you. We knew that you had this game and then Jada's birthday party. Megan and I were side texting because I did not want to bother you. And there was a point where the the Giants were down, I I believe, by 21. And I said, if I was Eddie, I'd turn the game off now and just go meet Jada wherever she is. Like, because if they come back, incredible. But what is there to watch at this point? The game fell out of reach pretty early on. Can you give us um, your whereabouts on Saturday? Yeah, what was your timeline? Did you give up on the Giants and go to the birthday party? Obviously, this is more than just a birthday party. This is a birthday party post-engagement, so this is a big one for you. <laughs> the big the big old 2-9 for her is a big one. No, we uh, got lucky that it got moved to like 9 o'clock, um, so the game was pretty out of hand early, and which was fine. It was the best case scenario, and it was not a nail biter. So made the birthday and and you know ample time. Um, and you know I wasn't too messed up over the loss. Um, I really wanted to win the Vikings game. I I knew that the Giants were on the same level, if not better, and that that Vikings team winning a game after a four win season in the playoffs is incredible. So I like that's the one I needed. I knew the Eagles were a matchup nightmare for the Giants. Not only the Giants for mostly any every NFL team like um you know I I picked in the preseason the Bengals but looking at that Eagles roster it is incredible how loaded they are they have guys who rotate in that would be stars on other teams um they're by far the best team in terms of the trenches and the offensive defensive line they were just not letting the Giants do anything and I would not be shocked if they do the same exact thing to the 49ers with Brock Purdy a young quarterback so I wasn't watching that game going, man, we should really be in this. Like this is a Giants roster that had four wins last year, has basically the same exact roster, uh, practice squad receivers, uh, interior offensive line. That's pretty bad. They had six guys on defense who are all signed off of other teams, practice squads. Like it's, it's a flawed roster. And the fact that they got this far is, is good enough for me. So I was not upset. And um, this Eagles team is really, really awesome. So uh, I would not be shocked if they are hoisting the Lombardi trophy. So not, I was not upset at all. Okay, Eddie, I'm honestly so thrilled to hear that. And I did not text you until I saw that you had tweeted, like, great season, I'm feeling good. Because that's how I wanted you to feel. Um, And and you were there. Not that I need you to feel anyway, but I was like, I don't want Eddie to be sad. And then when I saw you weren't (laughs) sad, I was like, okay, great, birthday party. I was a little concerned about your mental health state when they were down, I don't know, 28 points and you were tweeting about the refs. I was like, is Eddie, is Eddie well? right now yeah, but you know what we'll fine. let you have your moment no, that, the but, that, but that I just don't like that call in general you, you, yeah. the one thing I tweeted it was the um, unnecessary they were down like four touchdowns and you have the ref uh, throwing a flag for unnecessary roughness where one of the running backs on the uh, Eagles the ball is like at his feet and the, the defender comes in to make the play and they called it a late hit it's just like I, I'm sorry the NFL that I'm used to if a player has the ball you know in potentially could you know receive it you have to make a stop and i don't i don't we're getting too far to this like two-hand touch game i understand player safety is paramount but that to me is a little too far i thought that was a bad penalty thank yeah. you okay. dean blandino for um 
for giving us your rules after. Eddie, I'm just joking with you. I'm giving you a hard time. Obviously, this Eagles team is is very good, and I am with Eddie. I think they will be hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. Wow. I did laugh quite a bit um, seeing Nick Sirianni's reactions yes. on the sideline because, you know, as a Patriots fan, as somebody who used to work for the organization, I just kept thinking to myself, Megan, can you imagine Bill Belichick acting like this no. on the sideline? And no, not that it's right or wrong. Obviously, there's different styles of coaching, and I think these younger players obviously gravitate more towards the Nick Sirianni than mm-hmm. the Belichick side of things. But it would be really funny if we did like a wife swap type of situation with coaches and suddenly Bill started acting like that. And I want to give Nick Sirianni his flowers a little bit too because he came from the Colts and then – I I don't know if you guys remember when he had that initial um, press conference when he had been hired, and everyone was like, this guy is a He bombed it. This guy is a doofus. This guy is stupid. Like, everyone was like, how did this guy get a job? And look at him. I mean, he has... Absolutely, like, I'm sure he'll get votes for Coach of the Year. He has done an exceptional job, and and I do think, as you're saying, the players really relate to him. His kids are really fun and cute. Like, he seems like a dad too. So, kudos to him for overcoming what felt like sort of like a a first misstep. Exactly. And now the Eagles will have to take on the 49ers and big. Brock, I don't like Purdy that nickname. I don't like it. I don't know. Well, it, you were okay with, um, you know, who else? Uh, Big Nick. Why are I we know. not okay with Big the Brock? C, the C O C K. It's a little. I don't it's know. It's a hard it, C. It makes me uh, clutch my my pearls a bit. I don't know. Like Big um, Nick is okay, but Big yeah. Brock. Is I not. gotta stop. You know they're gonna bleep all of this anyway. So now you're just going beep 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 beep. Um, yeah. swear. Are they going to bleep it? Yes, Megan. Um, Brock Purdy is now 7-0 and and has really, it's not even game manager. I think it goes beyond that and zero turnovers to Dak's turnovers. I mean, he ended up, if you put him and Dak next to each other, he had the better game and he is a last pick in the draft and and Dak is a highly paid just got a big contract now I tweeted yesterday I don't understand why people are so mean to the Cowboys and I really and I know Jerry Jones is terrible we're, we're both on record of being like he's a he's a monster I think he's a, a bad guy but like so are a lot of the owners and so and and I know that Cowboys fans can be a lot but like there's a lot of franchises who's whose fans are a lot. And there seems to be a glee when the Cowboys lose that is unmatched. And, and I don't know if Megan, you have any input on that at all. I think a lot of it has to do with whether this team is good or whether this team is bad. They are always relevant because they are the Dallas Cowboys and they draw Mm -hmm. ratings. So we as a society, we as football fans always have the Cowboys shoved down our throats, whether we like it or we don't like it. And I think there obviously is a large portion of people who like it. Mm -hmm. And there's probably an equal amount of people who don't like it, but we're going to have to watch it regardless. So um, I think that's where a lot of the hate comes in with this situation. I do want to add for this 49ers win, it almost seemed so 
fixed. Obviously it's not fixed, whatever, but okay. They throw down to Aaron Andrews and Aaron Andrews. She did her little hair flip and her opening pregame hit. Her hair looked great. I did think the hair flip was a little bit much EA, but they throw down to Aaron. She gives her a little update. She's like, you know, Brock Purdy and, um, they're talking before the game. Kyle Shanahan keeps telling him all it's going to take is one big play and that can change the outcome of the game. And obviously uh-huh. the way the game was playing out, right, it was going to take one big play. And as soon as she finishes her report, the second she stops speaking, Brock Purdy throws the ball downfield and tra- not Travis Kelsey and George Kittle makes this unbelievable catch off the helmet, juggles the ball. And it was like, That was the big play she was talking about. Oh my God, it couldn't have been more of a perfect timing. And um, it just got me thinking like, this is all set up. This is all work. Obviously it's not a work, but um, kudos to kudos to Fox, kudos to Aaron Andrews for seeing into the future. Um, that was the play. And for George Kittle, amazing grab. And I do yes. love the way he plays to the cameras, the shows his personality. I love yeah. everything about George Kittle really. So good for them. I, I also think Erin Andrews, she's a babe. You know, they may she have been is. like, oh, she's so okay, hot. let's let's do it for EA. You know, Anthony Edwards said he put up 44 points because he had to show off for his girlfriend. So it's like, Brock Purdy, he's a rookie. He's trying to make a name for himself. You know the best way to do that? Get on Erin Andrews' radar, okay? So he said, you want a big play? <laughs> oh, I got a big play for you. Um, got something else right. big for her, too, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, switching to... <laughs> Should we talk Bengals Bills next? I guess so. We should talk that game. It was snowing. Oh, my God. Everybody on Twitter loves the snow game. I like it, too. Um, But that was all the tweets. So um, Joe Burrow, we know he is Mr. Joe Cool. It is quite interesting because heading into the season, I think we even said on this podcast, there are two quarterbacks that every franchise wishes they had, and it's Patrick Mahomes and it is Josh Allen. And now, mm-hmm. less than a year later, some people are thinking differently about Josh Allen, including his own teammate, Stefan Diggs, who was yeah. visibly mad at Josh Allen on the sidelines. I am on Diggs' side. I don't know what side you're on, and I don't know what side your niece is on, but I think this is really a defining time for Bills fans to pick a side. Josh Allen yeah. or Stefan Diggs. And and I think that maybe it's less that he was angry with Josh Allen and more I'm frustrated we're losing and you are the leader of this team I don't think in his mind he's like this is all happening because of Josh Allen I think it's just like why is this happening the Bills have been through so much the community and then their team it's a lot and there's I think there's some obvious trauma there they have lived through hell and back in just in in six weeks and so I I feel for them. And then you think of Bill's fans as a whole and losing four straight Super Bowls. And so much was made of Stefan Diggs leaving the locker room before the rest of the team got back there. And it's like, this guy's a competitor. He's upset. And it's starting to feel like deja vu where they're losing these big games, even when they are favored or maybe the better team. I I do think Von Miller being out obviously hurt them. Josh Allen did not. He seemed a little bit like the Josh Allen of old. 
Trayvon Diggs, he lost too. Both Diggs brothers lost. And we're only talking about one Diggs. So I hope the Diggs brothers are able to like go to Tulum and have some fun and shake this off together. Go on a little retreat together, right? We need a Diggs family reunion to just shake up the vibes. But I, I don't know if there's a harder franchise um, not to root for because I, I'm rooting for them. I wanted the Bills to win. I I love the Bills. And some of that is because my parents grew up Bills fans and I still have family there. But they've just been through so much. Like when I think about the trials and tribulations of the teams that I root for, and then you think about the Bills. Megan, can it pales you pales in comparison, of course. Yeah, I mean, like, like we got four, no, nobody can play four can Super Bowls in a row is, is, if that was in a movie, you'd go, that couldn't really happen. And it did. And they also, they live in Buffalo. Oh, they're, they're getting pummeled with snow. And this is like their seventh major snowstorm of the year. People are dying because there's so much snow. I feel bad for Buffalo. Um, it is, you know, we're going to talk about quarterbacks later on the show. And it is really interesting just to watch franchises react to their starting quarterback. Because I only, I think there's only like, two or three franchises that are fully happy with their starting quarterback. And I don't want to overreact to Josh Allen, but there has been some commentary about it now. Like, you know, really, what is Josh Allen? What is Josh Allen? I just think that, I mean, unless you had Brady of the last 20 years with the Patriots, you're never going to be fully satisfied with your starting quarterback. There's always going to be fingers pointed. And speaking of starting quarterbacks, we move to uh, Chiefs Jaguars. The Chiefs won, I think everyone... I love that you say Jaguars. What do you say, Jaguars? Jaguars. I say Jaguars. Um, (laughs) Patrick Mahomes has a high ankle sprain. And... And is injured. And he is going to have an extra day off. But what makes him so dynamic and so difficult to defend is that he can improvise and run and move and get himself out of situations. This really limits that. So now we've got a, a wounded Mahomes going up up against the Bengals team. Remember when the Bengals were terrible at the beginning of the season? We were like, they're not even going to make the playoffs. What ding-dongs we were. So the offensive line looks to have righted the ship. This this Chiefs team, though, and and I know they didn't necessarily do it last year, but it's like they seem to find a way to win. Like, they, Travis Kelsey still gets open, and it's like, how are there not seven guys on him? That and is the biggest question, and I think, obviously, as um, you know, the Bengals prepare to play the Chiefs, they're going to have to game plan around Travis Kelsey, um, and Mahomes is dealing with the injury, so it, it lessens uh, what they have to do up front protecting Mahomes. I don't know if you saw this, but Tony Romo and Jim Nance were on the call for Bills against the Bengals, and they were discussing um, Patrick Mahomes' high ankle sprain. And Tony, as he always does, had some expert analysis for us about what Mahomes is dealing with. Um, Why don't we just play that clip? Patrick Mahomes will be in the building, and I was saying, but will he be there playing? Because you've dealt with a high ankle sprain before. What does he face this week? (laughs) It's challenging because when I did it, I wasn't able to actually play the next week like in other words you can't walk you can play the day of so when it happened yesterday i was like he's gonna play today 
He's going to go ahead and like tape it up. They're going to go out there, and adrenaline's going to kick in. And he's going to be fine. But the next day, he's not going to be able to do anything. He's going to be almost be on crutches on Wednesday. Clearly, Tony is eating something here on live TV. Megan, what do you think he's eating? I'd first like to say this is how I feel about this is how Eddie felt about Arch Manning losing the card. It feels like him. <laughs> the, Tony Romo, you're just like me. I eat, I'm constantly eating a clementine. I, bet, I hope he's eating a hot dog or yeah, I bet a hot dog. I bet he was like, oh, my blood sugar's getting low. Can somebody grab me something? You know, there's snacks everywhere where they are. So I say kudos to him. I've never liked Tony Romo more. It looked to me, I mean, yeah, you're right. There are snacks everywhere, but they're in his head, like in his ear saying, Hey, we're going to, we're going to come up to you guys in the booth. And he said, I don't think Tony cared. He's like, well, my, I'm hungry. My blood sugar's getting low. It almost like Corona commercials. I'm a stud. (laughs) It almost looked like Skittles because it was so chewy. He's like, let me finish this bite here. And now I'm going to tell you about Patrick Mahomes and what it's like with the high ankle spray. I mean, this guy is making millions of dollars. He's probably making a million per game. Can you just wait to eat until, you know, we're not on camera? So quickly, you, it sounds like you're picking Eagles Bengals. Eagles Bengals are my Super Bowl pick. Um, And I think the Bengals win it all. I'm financially invested in that. So it better happen. I really see this going anyway. I, I And I know that I'm one and nine, so it's like, don't take this. I think you count out this Chiefs team and you make a big, big mistake. Uh, so I don't I, I, I don't know, but I'm excited to watch. I'll leave it there. I hear you, but Mahomes dealing with the injury? No way. Bengals all the way. Joe Cool, baby. Okay. Um, we're going to take a quick break and then come back with some news around the rest of the leagues. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are back. The NBA trade deadline, fast approaching, sort of. The Lakers had, I don't know if it's blockbuster, maybe it's like red box uh, trade yesterday where they sent Kendrick Nunn to the Wizards for Rui Hachimura. Now my- Wow, that was a great pronunciation. I'm so proud of you. I've been practicing. CJ yesterday was like, you need to practice all day. Rui Hachimura. Yeah. Um, He is half Asian, half black huge in my household now. Uh, I came home yesterday. I went to my first soul cycle post having a baby and I get home. First thing CJ says to me is, did you hear? And I'm like, yeah, I heard CJ. Um, CJ is now all in. He's like, this is a championship level team. I mean, oh that boy, is the, delu- God that's, bless. God that's bless. the delusion that's happening here in my home. Um, and people are saying that the Lakers robbed the wizards blind. Now the reality is Rui is on the last last year of his rookie contract. He was going to leave anyways. And so they get Kendrick Nunn, who everyone's making fun. He has an 11 second like highlight reel. And it's like, leave Kendrick Nunn alone. Okay. And then three second round picks, obviously a great trade for the Lakers. I don't think they're done because Patrick Beverly is still on this team and mm. I, and he has been playing better. I think he just annoys everyone though. I think of they're course. Like, we got to get him out of here just based on vibes alone. 
I think LeBron needs to take a little, um, this is on me, this, you know. A thousand percent. You are a failed GM, LeBron. Love you. You're a failed GM. Elsewhere Um, around the NBA, I was in attendance last night for the Magic's huge victory over the Boston Celtics. Woo! Yeah, everybody give it up. I was, um, I'm I'm really, I'm in on this Magic team. And my husband, who is a diehard Celtics fan, was out of town. So he could not attend the game. He was very upset because I got free tickets in the second row. And, um... My two of three, two out of three of my bets hit. So I was riding high until I took my winnings and put it on Kansas and then lost again and stayed up later to live bet the Kings so I could end the night even. But um, I don't know if you do this. We have in our pantry right now a bag of Ruffles chips that have Jason Tatum's face on them because my husband says that they are a collector's item and we cannot open them. So they are in our pantry, and I always tell him when he leaves that I'm going to open them. He's like, you better not touch them. So even you don't ever get the munchies and go, "Mm, I need some ruffles, because ruffles are good. They are good, and they're the barbecue kind, too. So um, I knew he would be arriving early this morning, so I had it all set up. I um, put a piece of tape over Jason Tatum's face on the ruffles and wrote loser over it and left him sitting on the counter. And then as soon as my husband walked in, I had the magic victory song playing that's like, abracadabra, alakazam, and it's all about the magic. So my husband (laughs) walked... My husband walks in the door at 8.30 in the morning and I'm in the kitchen dancing to the Magic Victory song and he instantly turns around and leaves. Abracadabra alakazam. I mean, Orlando's a whole other place. It doesn't Uh, get any better than that. I also have a little bit of a problem here because um, my close and personal friend, your king, Tyrese Halliburton, who I met one time at uh-huh. a Friday Night Smackdown in Indianapolis, is coming to Orlando on Wednesday. And I was texting back and forth with the uh, Pacers PR guy, and he told me um, Tyrese would come over and say hi to you if you're going to be at the game. And I said, I absolutely will be at the game. However, after sending that text, I realized that I have improv class on Wednesday, and I'm not going to be able to make it. What do I do? Skip improv. You think so? Yes. Yes, you gotta skip the improv. You gotta go see Tyrese because you gotta let Tyrese know that he lives on the same street as my parents, and I want to know what his exact address is. No, um, <laughs> I just why don't you do an improv scene with Tyrese? Like if he's like, "Good to see you," you could be like, "Yes, and Tyrese, you are looking well." We could play zip zap zop together. Yes, just bring the improv to Tyrese. Um, okay, we do want to mention really quick. Ed Reed is no longer the Bethune Cookman head coach. There were there were videos coming out about this, and I think everyone owes Deion Sanders, who was a, who was uh, in opposition of him leaving, owes him an even bigger apology now because these colleges, yeah, they seem to not have it fully together. Ed Reed is so passionate. You would, he's, he's Dan Campbell, but like, seems like he could snap someone in half with, with like his energy, like make it right. Bethune Cookman, make it right. Yeah. Figure out a way to get Ed Reed there. Um, also college basketball season is heating up and I'm telling you all that the big 12 is the most entertaining conference in the NCAA this season. Last night, Kansas suffered their third straight loss this time at the hands of Baylor. Um, there's a huge game straight is like they are, that is Kansas is 
gonna be uh, up in flames. Well, it is really interesting because if you look at the rating, the rankings, there are no blue bloods in the top five. And UCLA is eighth, Kansas is ninth. Obviously, they lost last night, so they're going to drop. Duke and UNC are unranked, and it makes me kind of start to wonder what the trend is going to look like moving forward now that NLI is a thing. And um, I think we're going to see a lot of changes in college basketball. Um, the Big 12 has our most entertaining conference in college basketball. Big game tonight, Kansas State against Iowa State. Um, Mike Bray, Eddie's friend, is leaving Notre Dame. I love Mike Bray, and this makes me really sad. Um, I am glad that he's not getting fired, but I yeah. think this was sort of a PR scheme. Like, we're going to fire you, so why don't you leave? And that's okay. He gets to save face. I believe Purdue is back number one. They so, are. So, very exciting for me. A boiler up! And I don't really want to mention it, because I know it's going to um, turn the season, but it's looking like right now that Northwestern might make the tournament. Okay, that's great. That's awesome. We, how much fun will that be? They beat Wisconsin last night. This would be the second time that Northwestern has ever made the tournament in the history of the program, which is absolutely ridiculous. And obviously last time it was a huge deal because Julia Louise Dreyfus was there her because her son yeah. was a bench warmer on the team. Um, I just don't want to speak too soon because I know how this works. It, it never works out well. Okay, well, you already spoke too soon and it's on record and it's on recording and it's going to go out to millions ah! of people. Millions. And millions. on that note, to all of our millions of fans, we are loving you, missing you, so excited for champions. Championship Sunday. Um, send us what you're eating, what you're drinking, and we will be back next week with uh, lots of Super Bowl content. Can't wait. We'll see you then. Bye. <laughs>